Tom Thorison was very apprehensive of having his hip replaced, but his pain and limp were impacting how active he wanted to be. After a lot of research, Tom chose to have his hip replaced at Upland Hills Health with Dr. Anthony Villari and Melissa Messer using the Mako Robotic Arm Assisted Technology. Since his hip replacement, Tom has completed two 5K races with his 12-year-old granddaughter. Today, both Tom and his providers join us to talk about this amazing, life-changing technology. This is the Inspire Health Podcast from Upland Hills Health. I'm Caitlin White. Well, Tom, let's start out with you. Tell us about the pain you were experiencing before surgery and why you sought out help at Upland Hills Health. Well, the pain I had continued to increase as time went by. And being stubborn, I decided to try to run through pain, work through pain. I kept working. And after three different doctor's appointments, all three doctors telling me I needed a total hip replacement, I was still being stubborn and I was told I have a very high tolerance for pain, which can kind of get me in trouble. But I kept, I just kept going. And I would say probably six years before I decided I needed to do something. And it was, (laughs) it sounds comical, but out on a run, I virtually had someone pull over alongside me and ask me if I needed a ride home. That's how bad my my limp looked. (laughs) And um, family many times would comment to me and I got tired of hearing it. And my wife told me too, it's like, you really should look into this a little more seriously. And, And I have over the years researched, you know, what's out there and just nothing ever caught my eye. And I'll be honest, I'm not a real fan of going to the hospital. In fact, my blood pressure goes up when I go in the hospital. I guess they call that the white coat syndrome. I did better staying away from the hospital. But when I finally got to the point of doing serious researching and not wanting to go very far away, I researched the Dodgeville Hospital again and found what Dr. Pilari was doing with robotic Mako technology. And that, that really got me interested. Things went from there, getting a physical with my primary care doctor and being referred up to the hospital. And that's, that's kind of how I got going on it. Well, tell us about that so-called white coat apprehension. What makes you nervous to head to the doctor? And I'm sure considering surgery was just another level of nerves. That was probably one of my biggest obstacles of my life, actually thinking about going in the hospital and having the bone in my leg cut off and replaced with a piece of metal. I just had a hard time wrapping my head around that. And it just is something that I was afraid to do. And But the more I read, the more I understood about it. And with the new technology, it sounded like to me that the more precise that a joint is put in, it helps with its longevity, less problems. And that's the end result I ended up with is to me, a perfectly placed hip replacement. And I'm actually feeling the positive results of that. And I do not regret at all going through it. I'm, I'm glad I did, but I'm also glad I waited. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd love to hear that. I'll turn to you now, Dr. Valari. Just how common is a story like Tom's? It's all too common. And actually, that sort of pattern 
you know, you mentioned that, gee, I waited too long. Why did I do this? Everybody does that. Nobody likes surgery. I think I would probably be concerned if a patient really was eager to have surgery done. Now, some people, they're just eager to have the pain go away, you know, so then they realize surgery is the only way for that to happen. But yeah, your story, I don't you see anybody who comes in here with just a little bit of arthritis who is just having a history where their daily activities, their quality of life is just being carved away from them to such a degree that they're just like, what are my other options? You know, I usually go over every option with them, including surgery. It could be cortisone injections. It could be therapy. It could be anything. And then I go, well, if that fails, it's, it's surgery. Cause I get it. I don't like that. I mean, I'm a surgeon. I don't like to have surgery on me done either. You know, I've had surgery too. And I have that same anxiety, you know, that he does probably to a different level. But I, I also appreciate, you know, a patient's apprehension and trepidation with that whole idea, just what he said, you know, going in there and we're going to, we're going to open you up. We're going to, we're going to tinker around. We're going to remove this and put that in. And that's what we're here to do. Like we're here to explain to you in a way that people can understand because, you know, we do this all the time, but a patient doesn't do this all the time. You know, so, so they don't, to them, this is all new and it's coming at them like a freight train. So you got to have them understand in whatever language is good for them, what's involved with a hip replacement. And the, the game changer for me was using the robot, you know, here at Upland Hills. That has, like he said, it, the precision with which we can place the components, you can't compare it to the old way of doing it before we had, you know, robotic navigation. And, and his story, as far as the outcome, I can say, like, it's, that's pretty much uh, the outcome we see with a lot of patients, a majority of our patients. They come in with this pain. They'd like to try to avoid surgery, but they know it's almost inevitable if they want to get back to a, uh active lifestyle. And then afterwards, they're just like, why did I wait so long? This is fantastic. Great. Well, doctor, how does a patient know when hip pain has turned into needing a hip replacement? Where is that kind of boundary? That's a boundary that I think the patient crosses. The usual story I will kind of tell to even a patient who comes in, I probably told it to him when he came in the first time, is that I'll tell you the options and the patient is the one who picks what they would like in terms of a treatment. But usually a patient is the one who they know they have arthritis. Maybe they got an x-ray with their family doctor already, you know, but they know they have arthritis. They've been fighting with it, dealing with it, trying to combat it, therapy, limbering up exercises, et cetera. But they come into the office almost uh, expecting that surgery is going to be an option. And the, the best patient to have is the one who approaches it not from a position of feeling defeated by the arthritis, but rather determined, you know, to get back to that pre-arthritic level of activity. And they are so ticked off at this arthritis because, you know what, but for this arthritic hip or this knee, I would be running around with the grandkids or my kids or, you know, I'd be doing, I'd be running, you know, um, races and exercising more. And I would just be more active and you'd be pain free. And they're just angry that the arthritis has driven them into a chair 
as their, their lifestyle and they want to get it back. So they're just looking at me as the person to help get them back to that lifestyle. I, I, you don't have to convince someone of a, of, a, of a joint replacement because they already kind of realize, you know, they, they've talked with neighbors and friends and stuff. So they already kind of know this is the best avenue to go. I just, I'm there to kind of explain the details of how all this works, you know, how this all plays out. And, and in the end, you know, you'll have a pain-free joint. That's kind of where I was at, as Dr. Pilari said, very, very frustrated that arthritis wear and tear was sidelining me from doing all that I knew I wanted to do. And thus having the replacement, it's opened that door back up more. And even though I consider, I continue to be somewhat active with the joint and the bad condition it was in, I now can do things pain-free and a lot smoother. So it, it has really helped me. And, and I think what add, adds to the recovery in something like this, and I went into it trying to be as, even though you're limited, in as good a shape as I could be in, as far as like the muscles around the joints and everything else. And I, I think that helped with my recovery. In fact, five days after I had the surgery, I was able to get on the elliptical and start working out about five days five days a week. And within seven weeks, I was walking on the treadmill. And within two and a half months, I went for a four and a quarter mile run walk outside. Crazy, and huh? things were <laughs> things were just coming things were coming along smooth. And I and I knew I didn't want to abuse the new hip either. And and I don't now. I want it to last. So I. I could run faster now. I could run farther now if I wanted to, but I choose not to because I'd rather be older and slower and out there rather than sidelined again. So, yeah. And we would, we would always recommend, you know, wearing a well cushioned shoe with a good insole or a crushed rubber track, you know, you want to decrease the impact on that hip when you're running. But at the same time, this is what, and you know, you pick and choose your battles when you do these, these activities, but our goal is to have a patient return to what he is, you know, to what he's doing. The things without, without even thinking about the hip, you know, I can kind of do this stuff. You know, it's not keeping me down. And I've had people in the past tell me that once I go to a hip surgery or replacement, running's out the door. You could never do it again. That's maybe one of the reasons I held off until I talked to Dr. Valari. And I was really on his page. It's like, why can't I if I'm careful? You know, and I, I try to run, I try to run smooth and be smart about it. And I do wear the best shoes for my feet that I possibly can for cushioning. And I watch my run surfaces where I'm at, run on the level as much as possible. And a uh, person has to be smart about it too. Right. You got 30 more years to live, if more, Tom. So right. you got to make that hip last. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, what an incredible conversation to be a part of. Let's focus on that recovery now. And I'll turn to Melissa. What is the key to a successful hip replacement recovery like this one? Well, honestly, I think taking an approach just like Tom did, um, being an active participant in your health care is, I think, key. So asking the questions doing the research, reading the information that's given to you. I think if you take a back seat, you might feel lost or maybe not have the dedication. So I think first and foremost is just making sure that you feel comfortable with the decision and take in all the information as that's possible. The next would be probably a 
positive attitude. <laughs> you know, the surgery is almost the easiest part. Us, us putting the pieces in is almost easy. The next is uh, the patient's job to get strong, get fit afterwards. So it does take dedication, you know, waking up and doing those exercises. And so having a good support system, you know, talking to friends if maybe they've had a hip replacement, you know, getting neighbors, children, you know, spouses involved can help. Having that support system, I think, keeps people positive and keeps them focused on getting recovered sooner. So it's one of those things, if you put the dedication in in your first four to six weeks, it's going to pay off for a lifetime. So we always try to encourage patients to, you know, try to find the positive. And if you can really put the time in now, you're going to be happy with yourself later. Mm -hmm, of course. And can you tell us, Melissa, more about this Mako robotic arm-assisted technology and why it was the best method for Tom's surgery in particular? Oh, absolutely. So really, it's kind of the cutting-edge technology. So as they had mentioned earlier, precision can give you a better outcome. So what I like about the Mako-assisted system is that we get a CAT scan of the hip we can start planning the surgery before we even have taken them to the operating room, before we've even put in a scalpel to the skin. So we have the capability of seeing the hip joint in a 3D model on a computer. We can start to measure. We can start to figure out what sizes we need, what angles. Then once we're in the operating room, we can take that information along with the live information that we're getting, what we're actually seeing in there, and we can start to tweak it and adjust it. So it's just an amazing piece of technology that, you know, kind of marries like what a human can do and what technology can do. So, and, and together what that gives is, you know, shorter time in the operating room, less pain, quicker recovery. And so who doesn't want that? <laughs> well, Tom, now that you are recovered, you've been telling us about being an avid runner. Tell us about how your life has changed since the surgery. I now can stand a lot more straighter and it's added to my walk pace, run pace and being straighter. What it's added to me is I don't get the comments like what's wrong with you when are you going to get that taken care of um I, I can I can be around people and, and not limp and I appreciate that and since then I've been running with my 12 year old granddaughter we finished a, a five mile run in Madison this past year and we plan on doing it again this next year she's out for cross country she runs a lot faster than I do but it's nice to be able to be out there and enjoy it together it really has changed where in the past I would go out for a run wondering how, how far I could go and, and if getting back to my house was going to be feasible considering some of the pain I got into. Now, as I even did this morning, I went out for a three-mile run and I can actually enjoy it, actually enjoy the run more and it's, and it's not very fast. I'm, I'm only running 12, 12 and a half minute miles and you know, that doesn't sound real fast to some people, but to me right now, it's, I tell people I'm not setting any land speed records, but I'm still out there and I'm enjoying it. And I feel like I can, I can get the benefits of more exercise bars. I add in a, quite a bit of biking. The elliptical has been my friend a lot because it helps me exercise in a very smooth, uniform way with both legs. It lines me up, yeah, and the, the low impact I, that's been my best friend during a lot of the recovery. And I only run outside maybe two, possibly three times in a week, and usually only two to three miles. I tried to be conservative about it. That has actually helped me on another level 
in going through this and my timing, they find found out that I had uh, two heart conditions. And having my hip replaced has enabled me to exercise at a level that has helped me with a heart condition. I ended up, uh, they found I had a bicuspid heart valve, which was hereditary, nothing I could do about it. And also uh, an aortic aneurysm. And the running has helped me improve in those areas. In fact, one area improved, they said wouldn't, was the stenosis or the calcification in my aortic valve was at a moderate level. One more level up and they'd need to, to do a surgery as soon as possible. And in my last test, it had gone the other direction to mild. And I can't help but think that having my hip replaced allowed me to exercise in a more uniform way. And I've been able to focus on that a little bit more. Of course, nutrition and everything else plays into it. Uh, I have always felt that we have our own responsibility to put into our bodies what it needs to heal and to be strong. And that fit right in with going with this surgery. I really took it serious and I wanted to make it work. And uh, I am so thankful to uh, Dr. Valari and Melissa Messer for what they did for me. It is it's been a big game changer for me. Well, thank you all so much for sharing your time and these stories with us. We absolutely love hearing them. Check out our website at uplandhillshealth.org hips for more information on our doctors and treatment options. This has been the Inspire Health podcast from Upland Hills Health. I'm Caitlin White. Be well. <laughs>